Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Destroy the Stumps podcast. So today, just going to be re- uh, reviewing the fourth OD- uh, the first ODI, the first of three ODIs between uh, the West Indies and England. Three-match ODI series between these two teams. Um, yeah, both teams have had a pretty strange year when it comes to ODIs. England had an interesting one. Like, heading into the World Cup, things weren't looking too bad for England. They were defending champions. They're in good form. They beat New Zealand. They beat Bangladesh at home. They beat Ireland at home. Um, so they beat Bangladesh and Bangladesh. They, um, they were very competitive in ODIs. Um, did well. And uh, we're building nicely. I thought they were looking really good. No one of the favourites heading into the World Cup, but unfortunately, things really fell apart for England, and it just went, um, yeah, from the first game, really. They did win their second game against Bangladesh, but, yeah, it just ended really badly for them, and they, they just never recovered. Did win their last two games, but by that time, it was all over. Um, and they lost the, the games that they lost. They lost pretty badly. The one against Australia was, wasn't too bad, but... The other games they lost, they got absolutely hammered. Uh, I think their their fate was sealed when they lost to um, when they lost to India by a hundred runs, chasing the target. It wasn't too big, but wasn't a difficult pitch. They really struggled uh, against the likes of Mohammad Shami and um, Yeah, the likes of the Kuldeep Yadav and all. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav bowling one of the, probably the ball of the tournament. That delivery to... Um, to dismiss um, Josh Butler was an absolute beauty. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for England, yeah, things just fell apart. And uh, that was that for them. That, that was the end of the tournament. They were... Um, they were out in the group stages, finishing uh, just in the eight. And, and at one stage, they were... Uh, they weren't they're doing so badly they were right at the bottom of the table for most of the tournament and they 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 just didn't look like a team and and it looked like they weren't even going to qualify for the Champions Trophy because you had to finish in the top 8 of the World Cup in the group stages in order to qualify for the Champions Trophy for 2025 and England didn't even look like they were going to qualify for the Champions uh, Trophy but um yeah, they, they just fell apart so badly. But, um, yeah, a lot of question marks on a few players' future and ODIs. Uh, they brought back Ben Stokes. Uh, brought back Ben Stokes, who I thought had a decent tournament compared to the rest of his teammates. He tried his best, but, yeah, just did not... Things just didn't work out for them. No Joe Root for this series. No Ben Stokes. No David Milan. David Milan, even though he's probably been their best batsman for them for a while. Uh, for a while. No, Johnny Bairstow, who didn't really have a great tournament. Joss Butler, the captain, still there. He still retains the captaincy. Um, he had a shocking tournament. Harry Brook, uh, who they put their trust in for the future, he is still there. Um, Sam Curran retained, despite having a pretty ordinary tournament. He only played three games, and he got hammered in all three games. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Gus Atkinson came into the team later on. Bryden Cass. I think he came into the team later on, or he didn't play. Uh, I'm not too sure. No Mark Wood, no Amon Ali, no Adil Rashid. Um, yeah, quite a few. No, David Willey retired as well from international cricket. He's just going to play domestic cricket now. 
So, yeah, quite a different team uh, for this tour against the West Indies, ODIs and T20s. Quite a different team. And, um, yeah, the West Indies, on the other hand, well, what a fall from grace. Uh, they really, they were once a creating powerhouse. But, uh, yeah, the decline's always been, it's, they've uh, declined really badly. Yes, they were competitive to an extent. At least they were competing at one stage. But, yeah, they didn't even qualify for this World Cup. And uh, the decline really just, yeah, they, they got knocked out in the group step, in the Super Sixes of the um of the ICC World Cup qualifiers and unfortunately yeah they didn't qualify for the World Cup for the first time in their history they won't be playing the Champions Trophy either they didn't play the last Champions Trophy they were champions in the Champions Trophy as well they won the Champions Trophy in 2004 so there you go what a decline that is for the West Indies huge huge decline and um they went out in the earlier group stages of the, of the T20 World Cup last year, losing to Zimbabwe, uh, losing to Ireland and and Scotland, and um, not doing too well against the against Zimbabwe. But they won that game in the end, not very comfortably though. So yeah, a uh, bit of a decline. ODIs, the decline's been pretty clear. The decline was just there, and. Um, yeah, the fielding was horrible in that uh, World, Cup, World Cup qualifiers. The tactics were just terrible. They really relied on boundaries and not rotating the strike enough. It's been a constant criticism of the West Indies uh, style, maybe due to the T20 influence. Uh, a lot of their players play T20s uh, around the world um, and in the West Indies. So, yeah, they just have that approach of just smacking fours and sixes. It doesn't work like that all the time. You have to rotate the strike, keep the scoreboard ticking over. And that's what the West Indies were struggling with pretty much for most of the um, qualifiers. While the other teams were really good in retaining the strikes, keeping the scoreboard ticking over, and then going for the boundaries when needed. Yeah. Um, Darren Sammy, former captain, he's the coach. Um, yeah, he's, he, he was disappointed with the effort, and he said that um, he's pretty much made it clear what he wants from his team. I thought he really did a good job captaining, uh, captaining the West Indies in the T20s, winning, helping them win two T20 World Cups when they were strong in T20s. But now he's uh, the coach for the for the ODI team, and I think he's the coach overall for the West Indies now. So yeah, um, different approach for uh, for the West Indies now. They've really got to come back. So um, they're definitely desperate to get back into the. World Cup frame and just qualify for the next World Cup. They should qualify, I think, for the next World Cup. It was a different format this time around, but um, uh, for the next World Cup in 2027, but they'll really just want to be there, compete against the, the other nations. And what better way to start with a home series against England, old rivals England. Uh, England do kind of struggle in the West Indies. For some reason, they just do. Um, West Indies just have a good record against them in all formats, test matches included in the Caribbean. Well, maybe not T20s, but ODIs and T20, ODIs and test, they have a really good record against the West Indies. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. The last time these two played an ODI series, it was an absolute thriller in the West Indies. Uh, it was an absolute thrilling series. Uh, 3-2 victory for England. Uh, high scoring affair, plenty of runs, some exciting moments. 
yeah different different now four years later it's a different story anyways uh without further ado let's just get stuck into this podcast and review so new era for both teams uh both teams have different goals as well they really want to bounce back and um bounce back for different reasons as well um west indies want to get back as one of the cricket's premier cricketing nations they've really declined so badly England, who were defending world cha- who were world champions, uh, they want to get back, um, get back to their way, uh, winning ways and um, build for the world cup, uh, next World Cup as well as the Champions Trophy in twenty twenty five, and build for a new future as well. Um, so same thing with the Windies. Windies want to be- build for a future. So yeah, Brighton, uh, both captains, uh, Josh Butler and um, Shea Hope, captains, captains are wiki keepers. Um, Josh, England's team for this game, Phil Salt opening with Will Jack, Zach Crawley, number three, Ben Duckett, uh, who opens the batting for England in test matches, brought in f- for the ODI series, Harry Brook at number five, Josh Butler, captain and wiki keeper, Liam Livingston, who, yeah, okay, Liam Livingston's one of the few players retained uh, from the World Cup, and then uh, Sam Curran. Brighton Cass, Round Armoured, and Gus Atkinson. That's England's team. And the West Indies team, Alec Athanas, young guy who's highly rated in the West Indies. Well, West Indies fans, they say he's going to be a superstar for the West Indies cricket team. He's got a future. And then you've got Brandon King, number three. Kesey Cardi, number three. So uh, Brandon King, at, uh, the other opener. Uh, Kesey Carty, Shea Hope at number four, Captain Wicked. He used to open the batting, now he's at number four. I think that's a smart move. You need, you need some stability in the middle order. Um, Shimron Hetmeyer, number five, back in the West Indies team. Had a bit of controversy about his fitness and all that, and he was dropped in his attitude, but now he's back in the West Indies team. Hopefully he can take the most of his opportunities and deliver. Then you've got, um, Shafane Rutherford, Romario Shepard, um, Shafane Rutherford making his ODI debut, the only debutant from either team. Romario Shepard, uh, Elzari Joseph, Yannick Carrier, Gudakesh Moti, and O'Shane Thomas. That's pretty much the team for the West, uh, for the West Indies. And that's bo- both teams summed up. This match was played at Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in North Sound in, uh, Antigua. And the great man was there at the stadium watching uh, his watching his uh, team play. So Vivian Richards, uh, what a player he was. England won the toss, elected a bat first. And um, yeah, they, they got off to a fly, England. They really went ballistic in the first seven overs. I was talking about it on the live stream. They went really ballistic. Phil Salt and Will Jacks, especially Phil Salt, he was absolutely brutal. Um... They were 76 for none after eight overs. And the West Indies were just under under pressure. Excuse me. So England, that old approach of England having a, uh, an aggressive style of play to uh, play one-day cricket, just taking, on the team, um, taking it to the opposition. That old style of uh, English cricket really just came to the party. And... Um, so not the old style, but like, yeah, just the style they've adopted in recent times, which wasn't really successful in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, here looked good early on, but unfortunately, yeah, they lost um, 
They lost a wicket, then they lost a second wicket quickly. All of a sudden, they were under the pump. But yeah, Harry Brook really stabilised the innings. Quite a few players who got a start for the West Indies, for, for England, but no one really carrying on. And uh, yeah, Zach Crawley got run out. Deserved the 50, but got run out. Uh, Phil Salt, unfortunately, didn't get a 50, but uh, played well for his uh, 45 of 28 balls. Five fours, three sixes, strike out of 160.71. Uh, Zach Crowley, 48. Of 63 balls, five fours, no sixes, strike out of 76.19. And, um, yeah. And, um, Harry Brooks, superb half century for him. 71 of 72 balls, seven fours, two sixes, a strike out of 98.61. He looked really good out there. Uh, brought up his, his third ODI 50. Still early days in his ODI career. He's a, he's, Lit the world on fire in test matches, but hasn't quite really lit the world on fire in ODIs yet. Has a he's got a decent record in T20s. ODIs list day record's not that impressive, but he's a he's got a good first class and T twenty record, solid T um, first class record, and a pretty good T twenty record domestically as well. But list day hasn't really set the world on fire. Yeah, interesting. But they do rate him highly in England. They see him as a future star. But, uh, yeah, it was a part of the English under-19s as well a couple of years ago. But, yeah, Harry Brook, uh, good innings from him. Third half century for him in ODIs. Really good innings. But, um, unfortunately, he just couldn't get that maiden ODI 100. Has come close to getting a T20 100 as well. But, uh, No, hasn't come close to getting a T20 International 100. But, uh, yeah, just get that elusive uh, ODI, that ODI 100. Made an ODI 100, get that monkey off the back, and then things do calm down from there for a lot of players. He was hoping to get an ODI 100, but not to be. Um, Yeah, just looking at these guys, um, so, yeah, quite a few starts for England, but no one really carrying on. In the end, England were bowled up for 325 of 50 overs, going at a run rate of 6.50 runs and over. Sam Curran played a good little hit, a cameo, 38 of 26 balls, 3 fours, 2 sixes, struck out of 146.15. Uh, but yeah, England just not quite, uh, getting a good total in the end. I, I thought it was a good total. Could they defend it? That was a different story. It wasn't a big ground. It's not a big ground at Antigua. And, uh, yes, it was a bit uneven. The pitch was a bit uneven. The pace was a bit uneven at times. The bounce was uneven, but, um, not the pace, but like, yeah, the pitch, were, the bounce in the pitch was very uneven. And just sometimes it dipped on the batsman, sometimes it didn't. But, um, yeah, if you get your line wrong, just marginally wrong, and that's it, you get punished. In the way, uh, in the Caribbean, um, yeah, for the for the West Indies, uh, a wicket for Zara Joseph, two wickets for Romario Shepherd, 
Two wickets for Shane Thomas, a wicket for Yannick Currier. Um, but the best bowler for me was, uh, well, the best fit bowler for the team was Gurukesh Moti, the left arm orthodox spinner. He's been impressive. I've, I've been very impressed with this uh, young bowler, the way he bowls. Still very young and he's still very young. No, not very young. He's 28 years of age, okay? So not too... Yeah, not too young, Gurukesh Moti. Yeah, 28 years of age. Been a good performer in list A, uh, T20, T domestic T20s and first class cricket for a while. And uh, getting some chances to play for the West Indies now. And uh, yeah, he, he looked really good. He, he bowled well. Got the big wicket of Joss Butler as well. And also got the wicket of um, Phil Salt. The, the dangerous Phil Salt early on, which really just... Kind of stemmed England's run flow at that time of the game. Um, and yeah, England um, did do their best to come back in the game. Um, did, did do well enough to get to a good total in the end. Um, but also, just with regards to that innings, um, yeah, Harry Brook was just superb. But uh, the tail did their bit. But no one really carried on. No one made that 100 that could have just really taken England to that next level and get them to a total that could really, um, you know, just put West Indies completely out of the game. Because at that stage, I thought, yeah, the West Indies were definitely in with a slight chance, um, provided they just didn't have any collapse. Or, um, they didn't have any batting collapse, or if they just didn't uh, show that indiscipline that they've been showing over the last couple of months. Uh, it is a fairly new team as well. There's no Kyle Mayers. There's no Shamar Brooks. There's no uh, Nakuma Bonner. Well, I don't think he really played ODIs, that many ODIs. And you got the likes of uh, Kieran Powell. All these guys that were there, um, they're not there anymore. And uh, it looks like it's made the difference because guys who actually want to play for the West Indies are there. No Nicholas Poran who's playing T20 leagues, but... The team actually looked good, to be honest. They looked like they wanted to play, and uh, they wanted to play for the West Indies, and that's good to see in a fairly young team as well, which is really good to see. And, uh, yeah, just uh, with regards to that, New Zealand, uh, with the West Indies as well, um, yeah, Gurukesh Modi was very impressive. I, I really like the guy. I reckon he's going to be a long-term spinner in all formats for the West Indies. I think they have to bank on him. Yanakari is okay, but um, they really have to bank on uh, Gurukesh Murti. You can definitely bat. And um, the other good bowler, Shane Thomas, uh, the big fast bowler, muscly big Big fast bowler, 26 years of age. He's got plenty of time in his career. Uh, two wickets for him. It's a bit expensive at times, a Shane Thomas, but does pick up wickets in clusters. So, yeah, that's that. He does pick up wickets. Um, two, for, two for 57 off 10 overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 5.70 runs and over. Didn't bowl a wide, didn't bowl a no ball, but uh, a yeah, pretty decent spell from him. And... Um, The West Indies did drop three catches, but otherwise uh, their fielding was good, like in terms of saving runs. That part was really good, and that's uh, that really helped them. But they they will need they'll definitely need to improve their fielding, and that that's something they'll 
have to really improve on because um, that really cost them a chance of qualifying for the World Cup uh, earlier this year. In the middle of this year, and that's why they got knocked out um, in the qualifiers. So, yeah, um, that's something they'll definitely want to improve on. And a bowling, there are a few factors they have to improve. But uh, it'll get better with time. Uh, so, Alec Athanas in the team for this game. Uh, so, he was a young Alec Athanas from Dominica. Highly rated player in the West Indies. Uh, a lot of West Indies cricket fans see him as a future star for the West Indies and someone they can build their future around. 24 years of age, he's got plenty of time. If he just continues his form... Uh, so, continues to put in effort and... Uh, and apply himself, yeah, he'll be good. Um, Alec Athanas, that's his... Um, only played five ODIs. That's his uh, second ODI 50, so really good innings from him. Sixty-six off sixty-five balls, nine fours, two sixes, and a strike out of hundred one point five three. Really good innings from Alec Athanas. And uh, the openers did a different job. So England's openers tried to like go all guns blazing early on and put the pressure on the on the West Indies balls. Yes, the West Indies did some put pressure on England, but they put on a good partnership. They tried to build a base for the rest of their team to work with. 104-run partnership for the first wicket off 17.3 overs. That was when I like up and us with the first wicket to go. So they really just try to maintain the wickets, keep their wickets intact, which really made a difference. Uh, Brandon King did depart shortly after Alec Athanas, but yeah, then the West Indies just uh, slowly started to build some partnerships. A good partnership between um, Shea Hope and Shimron Hetmar with... Uh, 56 for the fourth wicket, got them back on track, and then a Shafane Rutherford hit a six, and then he got out two balls later. Then a really good partnership, a match, the real match-winning partnership was between um, Shea Hope and Romario Shepard. Romario Shepard's a big hitter, and he showed it in this game. Really strong guy. Uh, cleared the boundary with ease, just really providing some vital blows, especially in the last 10. I was doing a live stream of that la those last 10 overs, so do have a listen to that. That uh, live stream will be up soon. Um, I think it's up. And uh, thank you for everybody who support, gives me support on the live stream. Really do appreciate it. It's good. Um, really good. Really kind uh, that you support me like that. Um, Yeah, Romero Shepard, 48 of 28 balls, 4 fours, 3 sixes, struck out of 171.42, uh, really good innings towards the end. Uh, just really eased the pressure on Shea Hope. He didn't have to do everything himself and um, capitalised on some pretty ordinary bowling from England, I've got to say. Brighton Cass and um, Sam Curran. Sam Curran especially got it wrong. He really got it wrong. Bowling too full, bowling a couple of full tosses, bowling too short. Sam Curran's not that quick of a bowler. He's good at changes of pace and he bowls some good lines and length and variations, but he's just not a far. He's not quick. Can't be bowling short. Especially on a um, small boundary. 
But yeah, Sam Curran uh, was absolutely terrible. Had a shocking day today. And Brighton Cast didn't have a good day either. Uh, the fast bowlers, all of them copped a battering. Uh, yes, Gus, Atkin, Gus Atkinson did well in the last in the last two overs he bowled, just conceding five runs in the last two overs that he, uh, five runs each in, in the last two overs that he bowled. But he was still expensive from early on. Um, but yeah, uh, really good stuff from Mario, she- from Mario Shepherd. But uh, the real star of the day was uh, Shea Hope, the captain of the West Indies and the wicketkeeper. For the West Indies, a superb 100 from him. Shifted gears at the right time. 109 not out off 83 balls, 4-4-7-6s. Strike out of 131.32. Man, he can play some beautiful shots. He was excellent between the wickets. Really ran well. Um, and uh, especially in that partnership with Romario Shepard, he was um, he was calling early for twos and just uh, really putting the fielders under pressure. Got uh, one of the England fielders to get an over... Got an overthrow from one of the England fielders as well. Uh, Romero Shepard as well backed him up well, just keeping an eye out for that extra run, which really made a difference in the end, and um, just kept the scoreboard ticking as well and putting pressure on the English fielders. Getting this, um, if they weren't getting the boundaries, at least he was doing that. And uh, eventually, towards the end, he just uh, he smacked the balls when when it was in this slot, and England bowled a few in his slot and in the slot and that's it he capitalized really well um show hope really good stuff from him excellent innings from show hope um 100 not yeah 109 not out off 83 balls four four six uh, so seven sixes struggled 131.22 three sixes in that final in that 49th over to finish the game he's absolutely he absolutely bashed sam curran uh well Romario Shepard did as well, and the West Indies did overall. Sam Crown had an absolutely shocking day. Uh, Sam Crown also finished with the. Uh, Sam Crown also finished with the highest, um, so with the most expensive uh, bowling figures in English uh, English cricket. So in England, in ODIs for England. So actually, he conceded the most runs in ODI in an ODI innings for an English bowler. Uh, none for 98 of 9.5 overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 9.96 runs and over. One wide, wide, uh, one no ball. He was dropped in the World Cup as well after three games. Had a shocking game against, um, Bangladesh and Afghanistan as well. And, well, didn't really do too well. Did okay against Bangladesh, but didn't do well against New Zealand. Didn't do well against, um, didn't do too well against uh, Bangladesh. He was okay, but Bangladesh were pretty horrible in that game anyway. And um, had a shocking game against Afghanistan. Handy innings with the bat, but gee, you're, his bowling, yeah, that that's a concern. And in fact, I've got some numbers on Sam Curran. Uh, his last seven games that he's played, uh, ODI games that he's played, he has conceded... He has conceded... Uh, 322 runs in those seven games. At uh, he's picked up only four wickets, averages 46, strike rate of 61.25, and he's going at an economy rate of 7.75 runs and over. Okay, if you're not going for um, if you're not going for um, runs, if you're not picking up wickets, at least uh, you don't want to go for runs. But unfortunately for Sam Curran, he has been going for runs, and it's costed him big time. And uh, yeah, maybe England might drop him for the next game. There's a good chance they might drop him for the next game. I really don't think they'll keep him, unless the 
they want to drop someone else, but here his form's just not been at it, unfortunately. He is a good bowler when he's on song, but it just hasn't gone well for him in this tournament. Uh, he was having a good year in the last uh, seven matches. He was having a good year prior to those seven games. He was having a really de- good year, but things just fell up. He was having a solid year, actually. Not like a spectacular, but a really solid year in ODIs, but unfortunately it just didn't work out for him this uh, for the rest of the year. He just he struggled. He's got his lines wrong, wrong his lengths wrong, and he's uh, clocked the battering. Sam Curran. Yeah, that partnership between um, Shea Hope and Romario Shepard really made things easy for the West Indies after that. Um, an excellent partnership worth 89 for the for the seventh wicket. That too in fairly quick time off um, how many overs is that? So, off eight point, yeah, eight point three overs. That's uh, what fifty one balls. Yeah, fifty one balls. That's that's a superb partnership. Really, at the right time because they needed a hundred odd, uh, hundred and six or something off the last ten. Which okay, in T Twenty terms, you you could back a team to do it. But um, in modern day cricket, a lot of teams do back themselves to do it. But in ODIs. Um, but no is a bit tricky, especially when you've only got a couple of wickets remaining. Uh, if, England, if they lost Romero Shepard at uh, around that 40-over mark, yeah, things would have been very tough. I don't think Shahab would have been able to carry the team home, but Romero Shepard's innings was really valuable um, in easing the pressure off uh, Shahab, who could just uh, really just grind it, just play his way, natural way, and then he can just then he unleashed at the end and uh, guide the team home. Uh, also, yeah, Bryden Cast, very expensive. One for 73 off nine overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 8.11 runs and over. Two wides. Bowl two wides. Bowl the no ball as well. Gus Atkinson, two for 62 off his uh, 10 overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 6.20 runs and over. Bowled five wides. Didn't bowl no ball. Did well in the last two overs, but was expensive otherwise. And Rehan Ahmed uh, was the pick of the bowlers. The young Rehan Ahmed, the leg spinner. Two for 40 off 10 overs, one made and over, economy rate of four runs and over, didn't bowl a water and no ball. And Liam Livingston, really good stuff from him, considering he's uh, normally a part-time uh, spinner, part-time bowler, can bowl some off-spin as well, but more of a leg spinner now. And he's just proven his worth, really. Um, if he Pretty much uh, now, I think yeah, he's more bowling all-rounder, even though he can bat. Like He's a quality batter when he gets going. He's an absolute huge hitter. So he can smack the ball, Liam Livingston, but yeah, uh, his bowling's really come handy in the last couple of years. He's really bo- providing some useful overs to England. And uh, yeah, one for 50 off 10 overs, no maiden overs, economy rate of five runs and overs, pretty good. No wides, no no balls. A uh, little bit of an expensive side, but still really good um, in the context of the game. But the fast bowlers, unfortunately, had a shocker. Uh, for the West Indies, I just have to go back to the West Indies. Romero Shepard was expensive, but picked up two wickets. Two for 77 off 10 overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 7.70 runs and over. Bowled one wide, didn't bowl no ball. But yeah, Romario Shepard, really good outing for him in terms of wickets and um, also getting runs. Good all-round performance from him. 
from the big men. From Guyana. Uh, had his birthday just a couple of days ago, so yeah, uh, good well, happy birthday to him. And uh, yeah, he seems to be clicking now, Romero Shepherd. Yeah, well, England conceding 12 extras, three leg wise, one no ball, and eight wides. Uh, England, so the West Indies finished on 326 for six off their 48.5 overs, going at a run rate of 6.67 runs and over. And the West Indies winning the game by four wickets with seven balls remaining. Man of the match, Shea Hope, to get, helps give uh, the West Indies uh, take a 1-0 lead in the series. 16th ODI, half, uh, ODI century for Shea Hope. What a player he's proven to be. Over 5,000 runs now in ODIs. Uh, equal, th- equal fastest to 5,000 ODI runs with the great Viv Richards and Virat Kohli. Uh, two legends of ODI cricket there. Man, he has a superb conversion rate, 2450s and 1600s. That is something really good. He's such a quality ODI player. Shea Hope, the young man from, I said, a 30-year-old batsman from, 30-year-old season campaigner from uh, from Barbados. Have a look at the last 10 overs. Have a look at the last 10 overs prior. So, yeah, West Indies were 224-5 after 40 overs. Uh, so that stage was even. Romario Shepard and... Um, Romario Shepard and Shea Hope were at the crease. Things were looking a bit different. They were just early, early in their partnership. Then... Then the 41st over, round armoured bowled his final over... Did they ball him a bit too early? Maybe bowled him out a bit too early. Who knows? On that pitch where there was a bit of a, where there was a lack of pace, maybe they maybe they did. But Rahan Ahmed completed his uh, beautiful spell of us leg spin bowling, and only conceded five runs off that forty-one over, forty-first uh, over. Conceded five runs, and that was that. So two hundred twenty-five for five was a score at that stage. Then after that, the next over went for 11 runs. And then the next over went for 19 runs. So that's the 42nd over went for... Um, bowler considered 11 runs. 43rd over, the bowler considered 10 runs. So 19 runs. Then the 44th over, the bowler considered 10 runs. Then the 45th over, the bowler considered uh, 15 runs. And then the next over, um, Gus Atkinson bowled a really good over. Five runs, conceding five runs. And that 46th over... Then uh, the next over, the 47th over, 17 runs off that uh, 47th over. Really eased the pressure on the West Indies. Then the pressure was back on the West Indies. Uh, Romario Shepard departed off the first ball of that 47th. Sorry, off that 48th over. And only five runs off that over. Gus Atkinson, like I said, did finish really well uh, with those last two overs he bowled. And then... Um, At that stage, it was just um, yeah, West Indies required 19 runs to win off 12 balls. Next over, Shea Hope smacks three sixes off Sam Curran. Sam Curran got his line completely wrong. Ian Bishop, uh, West Indies, former West Indies fast bowler and one of the best commentators ever, I'd have to say, Ian Bishop, especially when it comes to West Indies cricketing, uh, iconic West Indies cricket moments. 
Um, an iconic cricket moments overall. Uh, nine, he just said, this is ridiculous bowling from Sam Cronin. It really was. I just don't, like, he just did not execute well. Bowling short, um, bowling full tosses, it just wasn't his day. And, um, Shea Hope and the West Indies really made him pay. 19 runs that they required off two overs. Uh, Shea Hope got it in one over, and that was that. The match was finished. One, uh, the, uh, he got the 19 runs and five balls off that 48th over. Uh, one ball remaining and over. Rema- 1.1 overs remaining. Seven balls remaining. That was that. So they really did a good job. Also, just with those uh, three overs, overs 41 to four, um, overs 41 to 43. Uh, Romario Shepard got a four, a six, and a four respectively off the first ball of those overs, which really just made it easy for the West Indies and made it easy for Shea Hope uh, to just go about things and. Uh, really just um, put the, really just made it easy for the West Indies. Uh, West Indies after that, um, getting the ball boundary off the first ball or a six off the first ball of uh, those uh, three overs. That's three overs back to back. So like the forty second, the forty third, and forty fourth, which really made the difference and just um, eased the pressure of the required run rate because the required run rate was over ten runs at the forty over mark. Then it got to eleven after forty one overs because of that superb over from. Uh, Round Ahmed, but uh, yeah, that that was that really. That's uh, the yeah, that was that. And uh, the West Indies uh, got after those three overs, the required run rate um, where Romario Shepard went ballistic, and so did Shea Hope. Eventually went, eventually shifted gears. That's when uh, well, it was more Romario Shepard in that little three over phase. Um, yeah. Uh, West Indies, yeah, the West Indies really put the pressure back on England, and they got the required run rate down from eleven after the forty-first over completed to under to eight, uh, around about eight runs and over, which made a huge difference. And uh, they did a really good job chasing down, uh, chasing down three hundred twenty-five. This is the West Indies' second highest um, chase in the um, second highest chase in their ODI history and their highest chase in Antigua, and their highest chase in the West Indies in an ODI. So well done to them. Also, um, also Sam Curran has the unwanted record of uh, the mo- of conceding the most runs in an ODI match for England. So, yeah, just really compounds a really rough day for him with the ball. And West Indies take a 1-0 lead in the series. Superb performance from the West Indies. Show hope the captain leaning from the front. The second game will be on Wednesday, West Indies time. But Thursday, if you're in Australia, it's a day. Oh my gosh, it's starting. It's a day nighter. North Sound. Oh my goodness. At same venue, Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in Antigua. It's a day day night game this time around between these two teams. Gee, that's going to be interesting. Wow, that game is going to be very good. Um. Yeah, England, um, West Indies will be really good. That game's going to be superb. And, um, yeah, hope if England win, it goes to a decider. Uh, the deciding game will be played, if that's the case. 
The deciding game will be on... Uh, it's a day-night game at Bridgetown on Sunday. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be good. Far out, I've got a few live streams to do, don't I? <laughs> and then I've got... Um, and then uh, the T20 series starts next week, which uh, it's a five-match T20 series. Boy, oh boy, that's going to be something, isn't it? Um... Oh my gosh, I might be able to commentate that game. Wow. Anyways, um, but yeah, anyways, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Oh my gosh, I went, I talked over that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's that for now. Thank you for your time. Stay safe wherever you are. Until next time, it's bye for now.